Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Dennis Quaid here, and I want to tell you about The Orange Street. Now, I have recently started a podcast network called Audio Up, and much as I prepare for movie roles, I've been researching the podcast landscape and listening to hundreds of podcasts. One in particular stopped me in my tracks. The Orange Tree. It's a true crime podcast series told with such authenticity and care by Haley Butler and Tinu Thomas, two journalists who were University of Texas students when they started reporting on the story. It's about the 2005 murder of a young woman named Jennifer Cave near the University of Texas at Austin campus. What struck me most was the thorough examination of the case and the exclusive access granted to these two young reporters. What makes this true crime story so unique is their perspective. They're two young women who are the same age as Jennifer Cave and at very similar points in their lives. The Orange Tree is engaging, it's thoughtful, and really, really powerful. Take a listen to The Orange Tree on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Buckle up for an unfiltered dose of comedy. Full disclosure, I've had a lot of sex, but honestly, having sex with me is like buying a Prius. It's much quieter than you'd expect. Epics presents Unprotected Sets. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Dream Hotel in Hollywood, California, this is Lips L.A. on Dash Radio. Hey guys, you're listening to Lips L.A. Radio. I am Scott Lips, and today on the show, we got Afrojack, definitely one of the most prominent DJs happening out there in culture. This guy has worked with everyone, Madonna, David Guetta, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj. He's always on the DJ Magazine's top 10 DJ list in the world. He's even a keynote speaker at Forbes for people that changed the game. And uh, he's definitely an all-around great guy and really excited to have him here. So stay tuned. In just a few moments, we have Nick, a.k.a. Afrojack, coming on Lips L.A. Radio. This is Lips L.A. on Dash Radio. Hey, guys, what's going on? We're here with Nick, a.k.a. Afrojack. What's up, Nick? How you doing, my man? What's up? How are you? I'm doing good, brother. Glad to have you here. How you been? I've been uh, very good. Very, 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 very good. Where you been? Were you on tour somewhere? Or you just hang out for a couple of days in L.A.? Uh, actually, I'm about to start my North American tour. This oh. this Thursday, we're going to Las Vegas, but I came before to go to the studio and like go do 
press and stuff. Yeah, there's so much going on in your life. We have so much to get into. I have a list of things like this long, and so it's, and not, also, it's not that interesting. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty interesting for me. It's interesting, but um, also I don't know if I'm going to take a picture next to you because I'm not that tall. So we'll, I have to we'll just we'll just stay seated. We'll stay seated. That's good. But um, hey, man, so you started DJing at the age of 14. That's pretty impressive. Like, were you just you know you were inspired by other people just around you? You just heard you know. No, you, it's actually like not as impressive as it seems. It was just like I really liked it. And I started like downloading a, a program called Virtual DJ and BPM Studio just so I could learn because I didn't really have the equipment. But it was just like it was just a hobby, just messing around at fourteen. But at some point, you decided, hey, I can make a career of this because this is definitely something that I feel like I get I could get into in a big way versus just messing around with it, right? Well, also no, it wasn't like there was no entrepreneurship or anything. It was just like yo, I love music. I like I want to do music. And then I went to a club for the first time and I saw like. The community, the community feel out there, and like how all the so-called rules of society completely evaporated when people came together and just to listen to the music. I was like, yeah, okay, so I I'd rather stay here than go back to out there where there's racism and it matters where you're from. Are you poor? Are you rich? Are you are you thick? Are you skinny? Like all that stuff mattered, and then in there it didn't matter. So I was like, okay, I, I want to spend more time with these kind of people. And then, well, I was already DJing a little bit just for fun. And did it start out in, did you play the small clubs initially, or were you making music and putting it out there on SoundCloud and really getting the stuff out there before you started Yo, performing? There was no SoundCloud. There, there, was, there was nothing. There like was MySpace, the, the internet right? just started. Okay, all right. Maybe. So, uh, like, I actually, like, I went to the club, and I used to wait until the guy had to go to the toilet so I could maybe play a song. Like, I, I cleaned, I cleaned <laughs> the club after it closed. Like, I went to get the glasses you know like the, the big i think they call it the glass getter or something yeah and uh i did all that stuff just in the hopes i could play two records here or there every now and then it's amazing how people start and i love the stories because they're so inspirational so you're starting at 14 you start cleaning things and you're at these clubs and next thing you know you're working with madonna you're working with beyonce Nicki minaj years later right and that journey to me is so in you know for it's very inspiring and i know that you have a whole program where you inspire young djs and young musicians and everything so take us a little bit from the beginning when you first started and kind of your first success and working with an artist where you're like you know what i think i have something here this is really starting to work for me like take us back to the beginning because obviously from 14 to madonna and beyonce there's a lot of stuff that happened in between there well yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff but that's the thing like when i was 17 um i was 16 i went to crete and i saw some clubs and i talked to some people there and then, like I told them, like yeah, I'm like I'm a DJ. I played here. I played there. I've been here. I've been there. Like I told them, like I've been to places. I didn't say I played at the actual places. I just right. say I've been to those places. Sometimes you gotta fabricate. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta hustle a little bit. <laughs> so then I got 17, and I got I got the gig, and that was uh, it was six months in uh, the island of Crete. Oh wow! And I played eight hours a night, and then usually two three hours at the after party, six days a week, and I made 250 bucks a week. Wow! And I that's had, like uh, what I make now. So it's <laughs> the same. So. Well, and like for me, it was like like it was it. Yo, I'm 17. Like I'm making some money. I'm doing what I love. I have a scooter. I have an apartment. Was well, like there were like cockroaches and stuff. But like right. I didn't care. Like cockroaches are cockroaches are living beings too. Yeah. But like for me, like yo, I got a place. I got a scooter. Like I'm doing what I love. That's like, all you need. I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. So for me, that was like that's it. This is gonna be my life, yo. I'm gonna do this all my life, and then. I put out a song and like I got booked in different places and then two years after DJing a lot in Holland like I started getting requests to go like uh, in different countries and I was like well okay like why this is really working. I don't know why you want me to come but whatever like I'll come by and like I got more and more requests and my songs did better and better 
But it was never like my goal. Right. It was never my goal to play 100,000 people. Back when I started DJing, like I thought 300 people was a lot. Right. And I still I still feel like if you have the right club, like 300 people full, the right people. 500 people like and like you're in tune. That's yeah. that's what it's about. Definitely, definitely. So it's funny. So it's it's all happened organic in some ways the simplest life is is the time that the less stress is on you, right? So you're doing that for fun, you're just doing it cuz you really enjoy it and sometimes when you're doing the simplest things like that in life and you're doing what you love, there's not a care in the world and Obviously, from there, I mean, who were the guys that were, like, inspiring you when you were younger? I mean, were you listening to... Because I know that we're buddies, like, with Tiesto. I know he's from where you're from. Were yeah. you guys friends when you started? Was, no. Nope. Was, so who was guy, who were you guys that you were looking up to Some, when you were younger? like, random Rotterdam local DJs. Okay, so like, people I wouldn't yeah. even know, like, guys that were just... Uh, Benny Rodriguez, okay. uh, Lero Styles, Eric E. Like, that's, like, some old-school Rotterdam stuff. Most of them actually already quit. Benny Rodriguez is still DJing, like, on the techno side, but okay. it's, like, all underground and it was house music wow like i started like full on house music deep house a little bit of techno because one of one of the things you're known for is the mashup right it's definitely one of the things that you i think people know you for uh, right yeah but it's like when i started all the way back before i got into house music like when i was 14 15 i tried to like well i had to play r&b and hip-hop because that was that's what they wanted to hear yeah so that's when i learned the djing part also in creed like everyone wanted to listen to hip-hop and the hits and right now, when I'm in the studio, I'm always thinking, like, how can I, like, get both the people to like the same song? And so that's kind of the inception of, of how you started doing that. So that's amazing. So you're blending all these musical styles. And a lot of people, obviously, EDM has had a tremendous growth period in the last five or ten years. Do you ever feel like there's a bubble there? Like, it might burst at some point? Or what's the next subgenre, maybe, that's going to be, you know, the next thing coming up? I'm, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about Everything's that. Everything's a bubble. Right. Like like we all got our own shit to worry about. Like, you know, like we all do our own thing. Yeah. And everything we like play along with is a bubble. So like EDM as a whole, even the term EDM that didn't uh, like come into existence until the last couple of years, it's all a bubble. But the real stuff in there, the people going to the festivals, like no terms, just people enjoying the music, people enjoying the artists, people enjoying their favorite DJs. That's not a bubble. That's been around for years. Like, like 10 years ago, Electric Zoo started. Like, EDC's been there for a long time. Tomorrowland's been there for over 10 years. Ultra's been there for a very long time. I think they're like 15 or 20 year anniversary recently. So, I'm saying like, that base will always be there. The com- like the mass people like going like, oh look, it's EDM. Well, no, EDM is over now. It's about dubstep. Right. Wait, look, let me all rap like this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, like that's now. Right, like that's right. gonna be gone in five yeah. years. But hip hop will still be there. Yeah, rock will. Rock is still there. U two is still touring. Definitely. Like rock, I, I rock almost, isn't dead. I almost think hip hop is like the new punk rock because it's really like it's almost rebellious and that's sort of like well, yeah. And if you look at like the styling of all the album covers and the videos, you look yeah. at Lil Uzi Vert, you look at Juice World, like everyone's like all on the like yeah, like uh, I don't care about the world, whatever. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Like so that'll be there for a while and then the hype will die down but then the real ones will still be there because they're not doing it for the hype they're doing it because they actually love to do it exactly yeah you know but is there is there a genre of music that because i know obviously you collaborate with a lot of people like david Guetta is a guy you frequently collaborate with right so is there a genre of music or is there an artist that you really want to work with that you haven't worked with yet you're like because i know you work with so many great artists i actually want to hear about beyonce because I think that's a great. You know, people need to like run the jewels and all that stuff. It's something we definitely want to hear about. So, but is there an artist out there that you're like, man, I haven't collaborated with this artist yet. It's someone yeah. I'm really dying to work with. Well, like, this gun, like, we're just putting like, it out there. We're putting it out there. This is the perfect time to say this, probably Kanye West. 
Okay. Well, listen, it, it, there's no reason why it wouldn't be happening soon, right? So. Well, if, if you look at everything he did over the years, like usually at the end, like, oh, yeah, no, I got it. Like three years later, we get it. So, like, I, I look at the I Love It record, and I'm like, I, like uh, his manager played it to me, like, right before it came out. It's like, what's going on here? You're like, yeah, man, it's going to be big, blah, blah, blah. And, like, straight to number one, yeah, everything, yeah. like, everything. But then, that's still, the thing pump. is, like, that's... what's the idea behind it? Right. Like, there's there's, uh, there's a plan. You know, like, yeah. he's smart. You yeah. know, he knows what he's doing. He definitely knows marketing, that's for sure, right? Well, I'm just wondering, like, where did he get the angle? So, like, right. that inspires me a lot. And then all his music, like, uh, he did the 40-minute the video, yeah. The Runaway. Like, yeah. yo, that was like, yo, I... I only want to do this kind of stuff. Like when I release an album, it's gonna be like that. And we do video, and we're gonna do like cool short intervals and like intermezzos, and we're gonna like get a girl dressed as a bird to fly and like <laughs> special effects. Like I was like completely hyped. And if someone told you about that years ago, like this doesn't make any sense. But then it seems to make sense when it's all out. So, well, um, I think like every artist that would make a movie about his own music would seem like, oh yeah, he's like power issues. He's crazy. Right. But like it's like put your money where your mouth is. You yeah. know, it's the same thing that you're doing right now. Like you don't have to do this, right? But like you got to do something. So might as well do what you actually want to do, exactly. Which doesn't necessarily make sense to other people. Definitely. And you have so much going on because, like myself, I have a million things going on. But you you do so much. So you have LDH, and I think it's cool to tell people about LDH a little bit. So maybe let's get into LDH and the people that you're managing, your record label wall, and all that stuff because you have so much going on. I know we only have about an hour here, but. In this hour, I want to We have touch. an hour? We got about an oh, hour. Oh, yo, we're we going to touch everything. I'm taking <laughs> so, off my jacket. Take up the jacket. You know, let's get comfortable in here. I should take up my jacket, too, but I think it looks good. I don't know. So. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about for a minute, like, LDH, because obviously that's cool. And I think having your own management company and also having your own record label, like, I, I'd like to get into that. And I'd love to talk about stuff that you haven't gotten into yet, because I don't even know what's next. Maybe the Afrojack restaurants. There's gotta be, it's got to be something. <laughs> actually, that, actually, yeah, we're working on that. Exactly. But. There's got to be something that we haven't touched upon that we're going to get into. So let's talk about LDH for a second. So tell us. So you have your own management company. You have your own record label. I know a lot of the artists that you collaborate with are artists on your own label and that you manage, right? And I think developing talent, and we'll talk about your contest that you have now, is something really important to you and probably more exciting for you than working sometimes with a very established artist. Well, like, for me, like, let, let me start off with saying this. Love, Dream, Happiness. That's the name of the company, LDH. It's a company based in Japan, been doing it for 15 years. It's based on dancers that later became pop stars because they loved dancing so much and they started adding music to it. Now, they, they did, like, they're number wise they're like a six seven hundred million dollar a year company wow uh they have like a hundred artists but the main thing about it is like when you say love dream happiness it sounds cheesy as hell but what if someone came to you and said like what's your dream well i want to be a, i want to be a dancer and it's like are you any good at it show us well you're like they show you you show them like your dream and if you're any kind of good at it but you have the right mindset and you have the right respect and humility they will make your dream into existence. Right. And they will make you rich. Amazing. And they will make you like successful. And also, even after your career is finished, it's like, okay, so you're 40 now, you're done dancing. What do you want to do? Like, there's this guy, like, he loves tequila. Okay, lo so let's make you a tequila brand. And now the guy's running a fuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's running a tequila shop. So we can kind of curse on this. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> hey, fuck, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> For you, it's okay. But we, but but is that something? So they're ba actually the company is based in in Japan. But do you have arms here? Is there an office here? Is there artists that are? So there's there's also LDH USA. We okay. have the EXPG here, which is a dancing school. We have some studios cool. here. 
we we're working on our first restaurant here. Amazing. We have EXPG in New York. So the restaurant idea was not that weird. Uh, I, they have, I just they have seven there, but... restaurants oh, in wow. in Japan. But this is the thing. It's not it's not about like oh we're like there are big people making artists. It's not about that. It's about the mindset behind it. Yeah. Like you make money, you reinvest it in what you love to do. Definitely. And once you're done reinvesting in what you love to do, you find other people and you grow them with that. Yeah, I love the that. The only idea. reason they have restaurants is so they can host the people that are coming. I love it. You know, like it's the greatest idea in the world. Like if, if you're like, oh, I'm rich, like your friend's coming, and you don't know where to go. So you buy a restaurant just so you can take care of your business relations and yeah. your friends. It's, it's, like, it's actually smart. And so, then you find the right chef and you tell the chef like, yo, you want to have your own restaurant? And then you get a good manager for the chef. So the restaurant also starts making money. Yeah. Should we go there afterwards? Is it open <laughs> or is it not open? I, I don't know if it's open yeah. yet. I got to double check. But like that mindset, like mind boggled me. So I came there for the first time three years ago and like they showed me their shows and they were so nice and like humble about everything. I was like, wait, so you all like super rich and successful and you're nice. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen in Western culture. Yeah, like everyone's awesome. assholes. Yeah. So... I saw that and then like we started working together a little bit and then at one point they told me so like how would you like to carry our our model and our idea to Europe? I said, Well that's kinda of nice, but like I have my own label, like wall recordings, and we've been doing the same thing. And after after I've seen you, I'm like, Okay, I'm using the same strategy right. for my stuff. So then they said like, Well, let's like put it all together. So and, and, and are there some releases on wall that are coming out that came out this year that are coming out that you're super excited about? Like this is my you know, I'm this is my pick to click this week. We always do this thing on the show, picks to click. So there's got to be an artist on wall that you're like, this is where I'm putting my money this year. This is the artist that I'm really excited so, about. So. There's one kid called Feis who's been like completely crushing it. No one like knows his singles yet because uh, the distributor hasn't been pushing as hard yet in the USA. Okay. So it, like if you got the time and you want to check it out, like cool. you like pop songs, go check out Feis. Other kid, uh, if you like trap, dubstep, EDM kind of stuff, there's uh -huh. this kid called Disto. Okay. Uh, we found him in Costa Rica. Amazing. He was working on a broken laptop, and uh, he, he sent me some stuff, and like my mind like completely fried. It's like Skrillex 3.0. Oh, I love that. Like, it, like imagine a nine-year-old Skrillex touching his first computer. Amazing. And then making some cool stuff out of it too. So we signed him. We flew him uh, to Europe. We got him an apartment, got him like the stuff to work with. Now he's playing Ultra Mexico main stage with me in like two weeks. That's amazing. But like, it, like if you love that kind of music, go check out Disto. Is Disto's music on Instagram? That's like producer wise, like especially like for the USA. That's like he's gonna blow up like crazy next year. I'm I actually ninety nine percent sure. That's amazing. I think it's so cool when you find someone like that and you develop them, and all of a sudden they're playing with you, right? Because that's an incredible thing for but this kid. Like that's he, that's the great thing for me about it. Like. Like, I've been doing it for a long time. And, of course, I would like to politically correct, like, give hands. Like, oh, every time I get on stage, it's so special. Like, it, it's not special. Like, it's fun. Mm -hmm. I love it. Like, yeah. I love it a lot. But it's not like, oh, my God, I'm about to play. Right. And then I can bring him out for just one record. And he, like, he loses his mind. It's, it's like, the greatest oh, moment my of God, his life. yo, I, I was on stage at Tomorrowland. And, like, Afrojack played my song. And, like, oh, my God. Like, he, he got everyone. And Tomorrowland is like, what is it, 100,000 people? It's a uh, lot of people. No, I took him to the pre-party. It was okay. like 30,000 people. Well, that's still that's, a lot of people. Yeah, but it, <laughs> but that's the funny thing. Like, this kid is used to, like, Costa Rica, like 100, people. 150 people. Yeah. Recently did uh, Life in Color for, like, two, 3,000 people. And that was, like, his first big gig. But now he's blowing up. He's oh, gonna, no, he's, he's going to blow He's going to blow He's going to blow but, well, wanna... but that's the thing. Like, we have the power now to yeah. actually make sure he gets the right management. Definitely. He gets the, the, the right financial aid. 
he has the right mindset, like to get the right motivation. Don't be an asshole. Don't be lazy. Wake up, eat healthy, work out. Like all the mistakes that I made, yeah. he doesn't have to make. Like he's not going to go five years on the McDonald's diet like uh-huh. I did, you know? I'm still on that diet. No, I'm actually on the keto diet. Well, I want to actually jump into... Yeah, I saw it on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I want to jump into 10 feet tall, uh, and then we'll come back and I have some questions for you. So much about... Um, some stuff like your schedule and how you do this because day in and day out, I, I got to oh, know. I, like this, like, I'm just, I'm about to mind fry anyone that didn't like look into philosophy at all. Like, well, we're going to mind fry everyone in a couple minutes. Let's schedules. jump into 10 feet tall and we'll come back and mind fry everyone. We're here with Afrojack <laughs> on Lips LA Radio. What up? It's Haley Bo Bailey and you're listening to Scott Lips on Lips LA. We were talking before we actually jumped to 10 feet tall, how obviously my background's in music and I play drums with Courtney, Love and everything. And and so that's my connection to the music. And so that's why when I meet guys like you, it's super inspiring because it's a world that I probably occupy even maybe more than fashion, but almost equal. I don't know. But Well, I, I do think like for the people that are listening that like are listening for me and don't know about Scott, like, yo, Scott doesn't have to do anything. Like he's doing this for passion. <laughs> Thanks, like, it's yeah. very important to know. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I think it's all it's all passion for sure. I, I kind of uh, there. I wanted to get into something because I, I love the idea. Sometimes I hear a mashup and I'm like, man, how did you mash up Nirvana with whatever? And is there like one mashup that you heard that you're like, I wish I would have thought of that one because it was so good, like Metallica and Ex- Kanye. I mean, I hear Soul this crazy. Too okay. many DJs. Oh, I like Soul Wax. They're Yo, great. Th- like they make, they inspired me to like completely change my sets over the last yeah, two years. I love them. I, I've been listening to them for like forever, and I started playing Vegas, and I had to like do a big crossover between like going dance, then going hip hop, and going dance, and going hip hop, and then I like re-listened to uh, as heard on radio Soul Wax, like yeah. all the parts, and I just listened to how they used old pop songs, old R&B, so new songs with very underground electro beats to cl- like to create a complete like unimaginable vibe of mashing up everything so Definitely. like if you go see one of my sets now in vegas like you're gonna hear all kinds of stuff through each other like i have one mashup with uh what's the song again uh destiny's child i depend on me independent woman yeah okay so that but with the beat of usher you don't have to call amazing it's like and can I've, we play I'm, that or is that not out that's not out it's we not out okay but i can i can we send you some that. weird okay. mashups okay. we want to play that um, are there any, so obviously for me, like DJs are sort of this generation's rock stars too. And, um, I think it's really cool. And I know your schedule is something that we spoke about very briefly before the break. So I mean, you're, you're waking up at like two in the afternoon, I'm assuming I could be wrong. And you're probably going to bed at seven in the morning. Right. And for someone that doesn't know, cause I don't know, you bros at all with Steve Aoki. We work with Steve. We, we love Steve. And mm-hmm. I, I've never seen someone work that hard. This guy's on like, he's doing three gigs a day. He's, you know, and I, I always look at him like, how do you do that? bro? Like I have a lot of energy, but I don't even understand what that's all about. So get into that a little bit, your schedule. Like, I mean, how, cause obviously you're, you're on tour, you got the wind residence, you got the management company, you got the record label. I relate to that cause I do a lot of things, but I don't even, I, I can't under like the nighttime living. And that's something that's almost like a nocturnal living thing that you really have to probably adjust your body to. So talk about your schedule a little bit and just mind for us for a second. Cause that was your word that I really liked. Yes. So, so we're back with Afrojack and the mind fry. Mind yeah. fry. So, like the main reason I'm saying is, are we good with that hum? Yeah, what is that hum? That was the hum. Downstairs. Is that mind fry? Okay. What is that hum on our <laughs> on our interview? It's loud on my earphones. Um, so, yeah. So the schedule. Yeah, the schedule. Let's okay, talk about so the schedule for a second. So this is like, and I think you use probably use the same technique. Like when you have time on your hands, you have time to worry about your schedule and you have time to worry about looking at other people's schedule and like going like, oh my God, how do you do that? So 
when you look at time in general, like time is an abstract thing. It's not something you can actually like, oh, let me grab some time or let me put some time here, put some time there. The past, the future, the present, it's all like a, a thing in our brain. And we live in it, but we don't know how it works exactly, but it just keeps going. You know? It's like a facade almost, time. In almost. A way. Yeah. So the way we look at it overall in society is like, well, you have this much time. What are you going to do with the time? But when you think about it, it doesn't matter if you're on a plane or on the couch playing Fortnite, like time is still flowing. Yeah. So when people ask me like, so how do you do so much in so little time? It's like, I do as much as you. I just do different things. Right, true. So instead of playing Fortnite for an hour or like after shaving, staring at myself for 15 minutes in the mirror, like looking <laughs> out like, wow, you look so good. I do. <laughs> <that>. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. I have the same time. I just do a lot of stuff with it because right. I feel bad about not doing stuff with it. And like you fill the days. Yeah, I mean you're constantly <laughs> doing stuff. Are you touring like 200 days out of the year? I don't know your exact uh, touring schedule. Yeah, no, it used to be like 200, and now it's like I'm doing like 100 because I'm focused more on the, the younger artist oh, right, right. production. Right, uh, right. Okay, so build, building out the company. I want to get into that a little bit because the global remix battle, right? That's yeah. something very near and dear to your heart, something really inspiring for people. So you find this kid, next thing you know, you're bringing him on stage, Tomorrowland. There's a whole system how that happens for you and a whole process. I know you guys did different battles and whatnot in different cities, and I, I believe you're almost at the end of it, right? No, so, yeah, that's the thing. So there, there's two things. Global remix battle one for yep. producers and DJs, and then there was the global vocal battle editions oh, that's for singers else. and dancers. Okay. okay, two different two things. different ones, right? Global vocal battle editions are closed. We found nine very, very, very charming people, and they're about to go in training for a year, and then we'll like hopefully release some records along the line to like get them in the public's eye and right. then like actually present them as artists by the end of 2019. And you'll probably manage them, hopefully they'll be on your label, most like, of them. Well, or some of them, the ones that you find. It's not fit, really obviously. about the managing, it's more so about making sure they're great. So right. like if another manager says like, "Oh, I love them and he's a great manager and like I know he will take care of them at like every aspect." I would love to find other managers to help out. Cool. You know, like the, the priority is the people behind the artist. And when they're good, the artist will be fine and the success will be fine too. It's all like, it's, uh, it comes afterwards. Right, it's right, sure. So with the Global Remix Battle 1, the reason it's called Global Remix Battle 1 is because we want to do more, hopefully. Right, right. So what we're trying to do is basically give the same opportunity we've been giving to people within our network to people outside of our network. So before, when I signed Rehab or Quintino or Feist, they all came from, like, people I knew. Or, like, I knew them myself. I'm like, yo, well, like, why didn't you come on tour with me? I'll sign you to my label. And you who we go together. That's how it started. They were your network. Yeah. People. yeah. And then it's always been, like, within my network because I didn't have the time to take the risk of finding the wrong people. But right. now since I joined with LDH last year, we have a lot bigger budget to get a bigger team together. We have experienced people from Japan that's been working with like kids and training kids for a very long time. So I don't necessarily have to be there myself all the time to train the kids the right way. You just oversee it. You kind of look at everything. Well, of yeah. course, like I try yeah. to see them once every two weeks. Like yeah. I'm in touch with almost everyone at the office and of all the artists almost daily. Definitely. Like every single one of them. Just like that's my main thing to do. But... Now that we have that team in place, we were like, after the Global Vocal Battle Auditions, we were like, yo, so we did this for singers and dancers, but like, I'm a DJ, I'm a producer. And most of my followers or like my fans, like there's a lot of like DJ producer, as aspiring DJ producers. Of course, we got one in the room right now, right? We got one in the room, yeah, Hi. the DJ. Um, so 
for instance, you should sign up to the remix battle. Yeah, <laughs> you got to sign the remix battle. No, that was actually her question about the EDM bubble, so we want to give her a shout out. Yeah. So. So yeah, the thing with it is now we have the team and we have the setup and the construct to actually give these chances and give these opportunities to people we don't know. Right. So like I happen to run into Disto in Costa Rica, but there's probably a Disto also like in the middle of India or maybe in Tibet or Nigeria or like, I don't know, like New Zealand. So take us through the process. So how do they sign up? Is it all through social media? Is it oh, on well, a website? How does if, it if you're listening right now, like... I didn't come here to promote this. It's just like an excuse to go to a radio station and have <laughs> cool conversations. <laughs> but uh, Afrojack.com, and if you go like to that page, you will see a very big banner in the middle that says Global Remix Battle 1. Sign up here. Oh, okay. So it's just right yeah. there. They sign up. And then they, but the process is you go through it. You listen to everything personally, or people sort of screen it and say, hey, Nick, you should definitely listen to these 10 guys. Really so I have them. a bunch of people that are going to help me with the initial screening process to, like, weed out all the people that just produced for a week or that are using, like, samples and then chord progression from samples and everything sampled. Okay. But then, like, anything that you can hear, like, someone, like, is has been doing this for a second, I have to listen to it. So I have to probably listen to, like, 1,000, 2,000 remixes. I don't know how many people are going to sign up. But, uh, like, I don't care. Like, it's fun. But the most important thing, there's also a description thing under it. Like, who are you? Why are you doing this? What right. do you do? It's the story, if you, right? If you have the mentality of not filling in anything in the description, then we don't want to work with you right, anyway. Right. No, Like, if you make the best remix of all time, <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't right. want to work with people that think they can get away with working that lazy. Yeah. It's so, about a story. It's really it's something that tugs you in the heart, right? And something says, you know, yeah. this person's motivated. They have everything. You know, these days you have to have everything. You have to have the mentality, the drive, the talent. It's not just one thing, right? Even social media is such a great way to market yourself. Some people don't use it. They don't know how to use it. But in the end, it's, all these things to me are like marketing tools. So, you know, I guess if people don't have the right, you know, if there's not the presence there where you don't feel like they have what it takes, just they have the talent but nothing else, maybe it's not that interesting to you. Absolutely, but it's also like the the main factor. Like you, like you get the opportunity. If you don't get the, like if you don't understand that opportunity, like that opportunity is not for you either. Either way, you know. Totally. Like, what's your dream? Okay, we'll make your dream to life your way, not right. our way. Right. You, we're not going to take you to fill our product. We will create a product out of you according to your liking. Yeah. It's like the dopest opportunity of all time for anything. Definitely. And then you don't feel anything in the description. Like, you must not really want this. We, we, I always give the example of uh, Justin Bieber, like back in the day when he just started. Like, Scooter would take him to the radio stations and wait for five hours so he could play one song on the guitar. Wow. No one knows this. No one talks about yeah. this. They just think, like, oh, yeah, Bieber just went on stage and, like, walked away. Oh, my God. No, like, they used to promote the hell out of him yeah. to try and get him in the public eye. Like, they worked their butts off completely. And it worked. And, of course, yeah. because they showed they showed grit. Yeah. They showed they yeah. were willing to bleed for this. It's their life. Definitely. It's funny because we manage a bunch of people, and we always say, like, if you don't want it, why should we want it for you? So that desire to be successful and, and to really hustle, like, if you have to – I personally have to see that in people because if I think they're lazy, if I think they don't want to show places, they couldn't care less, I'm like, well, if you couldn't care less – why should I care less? So I think the drive and the ambition and, and the desire to be successful is also really, really important. Um, so I, I totally, totally agree. I want to jump to, I actually want to ask you about Dirty Sexy Money and Charlie XX and French Montana and how that song came about. Then I want to jump to that song. But just, should we wait? Maybe let's jump to that song. Let's jump to Dirty Sexy Money and then we can come back and tell us how that song came about because pretty cool, cool. collaboration. Thank so we'll you. be back in one second with Afrojack. You're listening to Lipsele Radio. 
You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Afrojack Scott Lips. Lips Radio. Let's go. I like so, I actually like when you interview me. I like it. It's yeah. Good. So I, I wanted to say, like, I, I've been like I've been introduced to you by my publicist like a week ago. Like, yeah, hey, we're gonna go see this guy, blah blah blah. Like, what's this interview? Is it a meeting? It's like, well, it's kind of like whatever. And then like she showed me like what you did yeah. and what you're doing. And I think like there's not a lot of people in the world like this because everyone is always chasing something. It's either money, fame, uh, attention. Uh, self-fulfillment like there's always something to chase cloud you have cloud chasers now that's like the yeah. 2018 born term right. oh, i'm a cloud chaser so then when i saw what you did like you already have all those things and now you're out here doing this to basically give a platform to people that haven't experienced what you've experienced already which yeah. is sort of the same thing i'm doing only not on your level yet but like that's that's very inspiring and Thanks, i really brother. feel like I really feel people should know this. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love promoting artists. I mean, we've been managing people for years. I work with like Gucci Mane and Courtney Love and Steve Aoki and I don't know, Cardi B and all these people. But, um, you know, I'm really interested. In, I, I love helping new artists do well. I think this is a pretty cool platform. Like when, you know, we were first chatting about this radio show. Ultimately, obviously, it's not something that I was doing all the time. I came from music, so I'm connected to a lot of musicians. But I think the platform, I mean, there's not that many, you know, there's the social media platform. Now this platform, it's getting, you know, it's in all the cars coming out in 2019. You can obviously plug it in and I think it comes in Teslas now. And so I think there's like, yeah, I mean, giving people like you, giving people a voice, artists that I love, that I'm passionate about. I'm a big fan of rock still and I still love holding the flag for rock. Uh, I think it's cool. And obviously I'm into everything. So anything that I can help promote and, and now doing this, having this vehicle is great. And so I really appreciate it. It's really nice to hear Did you think it's about starting a rock band? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, there's a few bands out there. I think we might have uh, one of the bands we work with, the Struts, that are going to come on, and Greta Von Fleet, I hope. And, um, you know, I'm still so into rock, but I feel like we talked about it a little bit, but as I said, I feel like hip-hop is the new punk rock, and DJs are definitely rock stars now and, and all that stuff. And so... I would love people's taste to come back to rock. I think if there was another Guns N' Roses event, it would be amazing. you, you got to implement it. Like, it's yeah. like the only thing I'm telling you, like from my produ- production standpoint, and I've, like, I've been chasing the Max Martin theory for a very long time. Like I studied a lot for the last couple of years. Yeah. And one thing I do know, if you want to bring a certain genre back, you just have to make sure that the next really great song is covered in that flavor. Right. So Post Malone is really bringing rock back, he even is. though most people don't know it. No, he is. By constantly like shading it into a rock grid, like and like I say, promoting the the rock star feel, the, the rock guitar, the distortion. Well, he just did the distortion, distorted images. Yeah, he just did the performance with Aerosmith, and also, and let's not forget, I think the second or first biggest tour, maybe ever now or definitely this past year, was Guns N' Roses. So it leads me to believe if it's the second biggest grossing tour of all time, there's still a desire for that music. Granted, Guns N' Roses had went away for. 20 years and they came back reunited and that was the i think the desire of a lot of people to see them now but you know yeah i mean I, I i like stuff that's a bit rebellious obviously but um i think i think it's really interesting too in in dj culture like it's djs definitely are the rock stars of this generation too right no uh, not yet well like, like rock stars at some point were like very not influenced by by everything going on outside like and yeah. like yo most djs they're really afraid of the media and the political correctness like yo i ain't saying shit i'm getting my money <laughs> like <laughs> what, what do you think what do you think about drug use at festivals like oh well you know it's bad you know like 
but like just be safe like, like yo no that's just like wrong like we should do something about definitely, it or like, at least not set that setting like if you want to do it sure but like us as djs like should also protect our scene when media attacks it yeah like i used to talk about it all the time like it's it's a subject it's a subject matter of conversation yeah. and i see all my colleagues like yeah i, I pass I'm not gonna answer this question. Well, there's like a moral responsibility. I have a new single, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let us not talk about that. But you know, I agree <laughs> with you. There, there's a moral responsibility there too. I mean, I've been to a few of those things. I've been to, um, I think I was, I actually went to the Electric Zoo in New York, and it's crazy. People are off of their minds there. You know, it's like. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. Like, if you go in the streets, people are off of their minds too. Right. If totally. you put a hundred thousand people of together, course. it's very normal that one or two percent is high. But if you go in the streets, one of or I think right now more people than one or two percent are high. That's so you're going streets that's true now there's there's a lot of that but i think there is a moral responsibility i agree and i, I think it's good that you're not shying away from it because at the end of the day talk about it right we do live in a culture where it should be okay to talk about stuff and not i think that's weird yeah i have a new record to promote but let's not talk about things that are important well, but right? that's the thing like yo when, when you're on the come up and you're getting money and you're like oh i want to get that lambo i want to get the ferrari i want to get a house for my mom i want to get this want to get that you're like well let, like let me just hold my silence right. and that's why i'm like lucky like I had that stuff. So you I have it. Like, I have the cars. Right. I had the cars. Right. I crashed the cars. Right. <laughs> like, I've been through that stuff. So now I don't have to hide anything about it. And I never really did hide anything about it. But now I can actually call out my colleagues for, like, not like not protecting our scene. Like, if you say anything about hip-hop, hip-hop will protect itself. Definitely. You talk about rock, rock will protect itself. But you talk about DJs, the fans of DJs and EDM will protect itself but like you just are like where where you at yo let me get paid i don't want to talk about anything yeah well <laughs> like yeah, i'm not gonna name any names but like <laughs> honestly like when's the last time like you watched a interview with a dj and you're like oh yeah that's my guy yeah i agree outside of like his new single definitely i agree that's a really good by point. the way so my new single <laughs> <laughs> speaking of new singles um what well, i do want well i, I hate to make it about records here but i do because we, we didn't get a chance to talk about uh the charlie xcx french montana collaboration yeah so, sorry it's okay we're jumping around it's all good but how did that how'd that come about just speaking of records because okay. i do want to talk about some records too so, so. i'm gonna tell you the real story yeah, yeah i'll tell you the real story so um dave Geta, of course my like he's like my big brother he's like family to me he lives in my building really yeah down yeah. the street yeah Cool. Can't, can't say where, but he lives in my <laughs> No, he's he's amazing. Yeah. He's super nice. He's like he, I, I was signed to him for a while. Like cool. that's why I also believe like you can actually get signed to people and not go out in a war. Like we were working together for five years right. on a steady base. Yeah, he was everything was great. We're like family. But uh, so this record wasn't necessarily but like there wasn't conflict or anything. So this record came about everyone like going crazy about it. Dirty sexy money. Oh wow. Uh, Charlie XCX sang it. Like I, I made the beat, like the basic beat initially. Send it to David. Dave was in the studio with Charlie XCX. He faced on me like, oh my God, brother, this is crazy. Like everything was dope. Then we got French on it too. Then we got Skrillex to do some co-production on it too. So it's like wow. star-studded Superstar. lineup. Yeah. Uh, he played the record at a Spotify meeting and like people like standing up and clapping and stuff. Wow. You know, so like, yo, this is the record. What happens, the record gets released and... Like, the push didn't go through. Mm. So, like, you know, like, the Instagram algorithm. So, right. there's a music industry algorithm that the label needs to, like, push the right button to make it happen. It didn't happen. Wow. So, I didn't know that. So, like, for me, it's not a problem. Like, it yeah. was David single. Like, yeah, there, yeah. Was, oh, there was also a big fight between managers about, like, oh, yeah, no, we want this Afrojack single. Like, we were all... We're all like, this was the record. This right, is like right. the record, yo. And still, when I listen to the record, it's like, it's a very dope record. Yeah. 
but then if you see what happens with a song if it doesn't get pushed the right way it shows you the the magic of the algorithm in the music industry yeah. and that for me this record is the main example about if you look at give me everything Pitbull ran that record, even when Sony didn't want to push it initially. Yeah. He still went through, put his own money in the promo, everything, and then they started backing the record once they got a little bit of success. And it's so interesting because even the record business, as we know, it's so political, right? So who knows? Like the the other back, I'm sure there's more of a. There's always something there. going there's always on. Something, but is there? Do you have a favorite record that you've done in the last few years that week? Because I want to jump to one of I th- your. Favorite I think records. this might be one of my favorite records. I'm working on a record right now with Sean Paul and Neo. Okay, I was in the studio. Oh, yo. I was in the studio with Neo last night. I, of course, I can't play it, but right. like, we we did the song with Sean Paul, and there was like planned we we're gonna work on this, blah blah blah. Okay, and then we were done. We still it's like 11 p.m. or something. So I'm like, oh, well, let's do something else. So I had Fruity Loops open. I was working on this like crazy. It was like a 112 BPM reggaeton beat. So like a little bit like cool. uh, the Drake, I'll, uh, yeah. Drake Rihanna. I'll take care. Yeah, a little bit black coffee style. So. I played a beat, and it's like, yeah, that's, like, I dig that, I dig that. I had my motive, like, it's a big keyboard, so I started, like, playing some chords, like, seeing, like, Neo, like, is he reacting? He's not saying anything, like, does he like these chords? Right. And he started, like, yeah, yo, yo, that's dope. Okay, so I was playing for, like, 15 minutes. I was very lucky that the engineer, Billy, was recording, and Neo started writing while I was still playing, but I couldn't stop playing because he was writing. Right, so, right. After after 15 minutes of me standing there with the keyboard, like cramped arms, everything, cramped hips because I was ducking down, whatever, he uh, go in the booth. And like Neo is like an animal. Neo sits down. He's like, he sits down with like a piece of paper and a pen. And wow. like 20, 25 minutes, like got it. And he goes in the booth and he cuts everything, every harmony, wow. every sound is done. So that's the next song we're playing next time you come on the show. Because we need well, to hear it. We can't hear that it. That song is magic. Okay. Like I, I've played it. I played it to my mom. I wow. played it to my manager. Oh, it's already. You already have it. It's already. We can't. Yeah. We can't no, that's what it. I'm saying. Like it's magic. What's it was it a magic experience. We, we, I can't say anything. We can't say anything. Okay. That's well, like the power of promotion. You'll probably <laughs> hear it next year. Sorry, guys. Well, we will. Well, 2019, man. There's so much. So we obviously you got the battles. You got your label. Everything. The records coming out. You got your residency at the win. Anything else that we should touch on for 2019 for Afrojack? Because I mean, I don't know what the restaurants are obviously doing that too. I'm sure you got a. There's probably like you're probably producing TV shows and movies for all I know. But so uh, you want to know the real what I'm thinking right now? Yeah. Okay. So there's two things I'm thinking. I learned a lot over the last three months from audiobooks, started, like studying neuroscience, philosophy, all kinds of stuff that I hadn't been like. I've always been into psychology, but like I learned new stuff. Then I learned I can learn a lot of stuff at the same time. So now I started learning Spanish, mm-hmm. and I've been finishing my Japanese study, uh, Japanese language study. So. All of this I learned through audiobooks and watching like entrepreneurs and motivational speakers speak about the essence. It's very difficult with motivational speakers to like get their face out of the way to actually get the message because most motivational speakers are very self-focused. They're like they're not cloud chasers, but they're like they get they didn't have the fame right. yet, so they like really want to like yeah, that's that's my message. Yeah. Copyright. You're talking about Gary Vee, by the way. He does those aspirational kind of. Uh, well, I think he's by far the best, yeah. but like, it, like he still has like a thing, you know, like he, and he says it everywhere. Yeah. Like, I want to be respected for what I'm saying. Right. Like, it's different because we got respected already for some stuff. So we're in a neutral zone. Yeah. But there's so many people that are watching this and they're learning, but they're 
like they're not learning how to apply to themselves. Right. True. So when I heard earlier from uh, Ski, like what you all doing here, I was like, well, that's that's amazing. Like you're you're helping culture. You're helping yeah. culture get created. And I was thinking like, wow, I have a radio show, which is in a lot of places. I'd rather put it here to get more people. Like I don't have that many people, but like if I have people to listen to my radio show, I'd rather have them get introduced to this format Definitely. than the commercial radio. Oh, let me make some money format. So next up on Dash Radio, Afrojack Radio coming soon. So yeah, that's <laughs> well, cool. Hey man, listen, you, this is how shit works in life, right? You, you, I mean, it's actually organic, and that's actually the coolest thing about things in life like that. When it happens like that, it's like it's almost meant to be. So I agree. Yeah, that would and, be very I, cool. and I really would love to not just do like oh house music all night long. No, like I, I want to. Like, I don't know if it's possible, but there's like there's no radio stations where you can listen to audiobooks. Definitely. Like, how is there not a radio station that, like, is giving information? Like, I'm listening to Alan Watts lectures. I'm listening to Jordan B. Peterson psychology classes. Like, all this kind of stuff. Uh, different TED Talks that, like, have certain points to make. And, like, it teaches me so much. Yeah. And So that would be your station. You can play audiobooks. It wouldn't be audiobooks all the time. But everything. more so, like... Things that make, inspire you. Making a subject out yeah. of it, you know? Like, totally. making learning a subject. Totally. A lot of people are not familiar with, like how important it is to learn no matter how old you Definitely. get. Like you're constantly multiplying and growing. I love podcasts. That's my thing. Now that I'm in the car all the time in LA because I moved from New York, I'm constantly listening to podcasts. I so didn't do it yet. So you'll get into it. That's a, This show will actually be a podcast too. So, But yeah, hey man, it's so great having you on here. I could talk to you for hours. So um, if we had like five hours, we could talk for five hours. Do we have but, more time? Is this an hour already? It's, yeah, I, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, I wish, well. I we, thought we had like a 10-minute interview when I walked in. I had my jacket <laughs> on the first 10 minutes. <laughs> well, listen, I think you're going to have your own, you'll have your own Afrojack station here, so we'll probably have plenty of opportunities I, to do stuff like this. But, I had to focus on building the kids first, but, like, I, I really want to, I, I just want to throw the idea out there. Yeah, I think it's great. And, um, hey, man, much, much respect to everything you've done, because I think it's incredible, and um, thank you for the kind thank words. You. And, um yeah, go pick out, uh, pick up After Jack's new album. Check him out. He's at the Win. He's doing a residency there. So you there like uh, up until when the residency is still when? Uh, actually, it finishes this year. So I don't like I don't know if we're renewing yet. Like we're in the middle of that. Okay. And the album, like it's it's club records. So if you're looking for like songs to sing along, like don't check out the album. It's only like festival stuff. Well, you got press play, right? The record <laughs> yeah, that came out this year. That's, so. that's the yeah. album. Yeah. So you got press play. You got you Win residency. I, I want to eat at the restaurant, so at some point I got to know what it's called, so I'll be there. I, I um, just hope, like, whoever wants, like, anything for me to promote, like, I want to promote you. Like, yeah. I want to promote the people. Like, if you're listening right now, like, I really hope this talk got you, like, hmm, maybe I'll get off of my couch and stop watching Netflix and, like, in like in exchange, like, re, re, read an audio book or, like, read a book or grow. Like, so tune into grow. Yeah, so tune into for Jack Radio when we have it and you can also be discovered too. So and go to the website and register for the contest. So thank you brother. It's great catching up. Thank really you. Nice to meet you brother. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thanks. Hello, this is Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes and you're listening to Scott Lips on Lips LA. In Lauren Lake's courtroom, there is no nonsense. Just results. Mr. Jackson, you are the father. <laughs> Live it, own it, be it. You see it? Listen to Lauren Lake's Paternity Court on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denaissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denaissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.